You're listening to The Rhythm of Rebellion by Taina Asili. Janita Benali is one half of the brother and sister music duo Sihasen. They are multi-award-winning artists from the Diné or Navajo Nation in northern Arizona and create an explosive duo of bass, drums, and vocals with a traditional Navajo backbone bridging folk, rock, pop, and punk. Hi, Janita. Yat A, I'm so excited to be here. You know, one of the things that I love about you as an artist is that you have such a long, rich, and profound history in making music for social change. Can you tell us a little bit about that history? Well, growing up, I never saw a distinction. I never saw differences between art and life. And I grew up going to protests. I grew up at the hems of my grandmother's skirts carrying protest banners and hearing them speak about the injustices that our people, the Diné, were facing because of forced relocation due to the coal mine that was encroaching upon our land and claiming it as their own and removing over 10,000 of our Diné people to access coal. I learned from a very early age the power of voice from my father being a traditional medicine man and sitting in with him and helping to do singings, which are ceremonies, but in our traditional way, we say singing. And so I recognize the power of voice to heal. I recognize the power of voice to bring awareness from my grandmothers. I recognize the power of voice through art, through my mother, Berta Benali, who is a folk singer and songwriter. So it's always been something that's ingrained with me. When my brothers and I were growing up, we played with each other. Like we either we all wanted to like skateboard together or we wanted to be ninjas together or we wanted to jump out of trees together. And finally, we started a band together. And we realized that utilizing our voices to create music that could hopefully create a positive impact that was paramount for us. We've been facing so many injustices, you know, the prejudice and the discrimination because we have brown skin, the discrimination because we are indigenous Americans, the discrimination because people tell us to go back to the reservation, not realizing that they were on our traditional homelands that we were had been removed from, not realizing the history. So music became that kind of creative outlet for us. We thought that if we could make songs about these injustices that were happening, maybe that would open people's eyes. And that was with our band Blackfire. And so we were a justifiably angry punk band for 21 years. Wow. After 21 years of playing in Blackfire, a lot changed in my life where I became a parent. I unsuccessfully sued the federal government with the Save the Peaks Coalition to stop the use of reclaimed wastewater that was laden with endocrine disruptors from being utilized on the Holy Mountain. We lost. It was really difficult. And at that same time, there was a rash of youth suicides on the reservation in one community there were 11 youth who tried to commit suicide, the youngest being nine. And it broke me. And so at that point, I hit this kind of rock bottom in my life. And that's when I decided 
I can't be angry anymore. So what happens next? Where do I go? Who am I without my anger? In what ways can music offer healing to not only ourselves as artists, but in our world? Growing up traditionally um, with a Diné Hatathli as a father, which is a Navajo medicine man, Diné, I really felt the power of healing through voice. Having that deep understanding, that kind of foundational understanding of how music is medicine, how music is healing. I find that music is this incredible vehicle that we can all relate to. When we are in our mama's wombs, we hear this incredible drumbeat, her heartbeat. We get birthed into the world and we gravitate towards music, towards that rhythm. It makes us move. It makes us feel. It makes us understand particular things about ourselves that we may not yet understand because it it transcends language. It transcends borders and boundaries. It's that universal heartbeat that we we grew with. So beautifully put. I also know about the justice healing work that you're doing in your community. Um, and I was wondering if you could speak a little bit to that. Absolutely. Thank you. So a friend of mine once said, by any creative means possible. And that feels like it's become a personal motto. <laughs> and um, by any creative means possible, for me, has translated into doing a youth radio show called Indigenous Youth Nation, where we empower youth to learn about their culture. When the media finally started acknowledging all of the mass child grave sites at boarding schools in Canada, but also here in the United States, people were so overwhelmed by how could this be happening? You know, they, they, it was like, it was, it was, um, it's actually, I actually find myself getting really tongue tied by the emotional component of the injustices that the children of boarding schools, um, underwent. So it makes it hard for me to talk about, which was why I knew that I needed to do something to help heal. Wow. Yeah. It gets really hard for me to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Which is why um, I created a radio show to celebrate youth culture, youth indigenous culture, mm. to celebrate that after all that our people have been through, we still exist. We still have language that exists. We still have culture that exists. But how do we help the next generations to become excited about it? During the boarding school era, there was so much shame that survivors um, lived with and that they still live with for being indigenous, just for being indigenous, for the things that they experienced, for the things that they saw, for the um, for the traumas that they experienced just because they were an indigenous child. They were taken from their homes. 
they were taken from their communities, their families, and um, told to never go back to their old blanket. They were rotated between three different religions. They were beaten when they spoke their language. Um, they were starved. They, you know, they, mm. there were so many atrocities committed against these children that, um, that I wanted to do something maybe subconsciously, I don't know, to kind of heal the wounds that I intergenerationally feel. Um, mm. The wounds that I know so many indigenous communities feel. And so that's where Indigenous Youth Nation came about is because we really want to inspire youth to, um, to feel empowered about their culture. You know, I, I really admire you in your ability to balance all of this work. And I'm, I'm sure you have your own struggles and, and journeys with that. Uh, I was wondering if you could share a couple of important teachings that you've learned in your craft that you would want to impart on that next generation of culture creators. For me, um, there's two things that are that are incredibly important is be authentically who you are because we want to celebrate you we want to hear your story through whatever art that is that you're making we want to just have that little window to experience and to celebrate your resilience as a human being thanks so much Janita all right thank you Listen to the full episode of this podcast at therhythmofrebellion.com. Thanks for listening.